0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast again. I'm your host, Paul White, and it is the 26th day of June, and I thank you for joining me on this Lord's Day. We have our meeting in Flowery Branch, Georgia today. Once a month, we meet with our group, the group we meet with every Tuesday. Uh, We meet with them on one Sunday a month. Always check if you're coming through the southeast part of the country, you're going to be in North Georgia. We'd love to have you join us for one of these. People do so from time to time, and maybe that'll be you. Check our site, paulwhiteministries.com slash schedule, and uh, check out the next time. It'll be usually the fourth weekend, at least the fourth Sunday of the month. Okay, 1 Timothy chapter 6. I don't want to waste any of your time today. Your time is precious. I understand. I appreciate it. I honor it. I thank you for joining me. I'm in 1 Timothy 6. The next few days, we'll see us finish this chapter and then on the 30th day of the month we will present for you the essay edition and then we will start 2 Timothy chapter 1 on the 1st day of July that's at least that's the plan so we only have a few days let's read 11 but you o man of god flee these things and pursue righteousness godliness faith love patience gentleness what are the things we are fleeing let's just stop here for a moment because because I want to keep you in the flow of the context. I know we jumped into the middle of a conjunction, but you, O oh man of God, that's not very beneficial. Flee these things. What things? Well, these things point back to the error and the greed of the false teachers who have us, who are proud, obsessed with disputes, they argue over words. Then there's envy and strife and reveling and evil suspicions and wranglings of men of corrupt minds. And then this love for money and this teaching that. Gain equals godliness. And he says, You're a man of God, flee this stuff. So I think to the to the extent in which you th- believe you are a man or a woman of God, you should take serious Paul's injunction to Timothy, because if he said it to Timothy, maybe he would say it to us. As men and women of God, let's flee this these other things. Now, please know that these other things do not keep you from being a man or a woman of God. But because you are a man or woman of God, you should flee these things. It's not legalism to teach people to flee the bad. It's legalism to teach people that fleeing the bad is the only way to be declared righteous. You aren't declared righteous because you stop the bad or start the good. Your righteousness and your forgiveness is based upon an act of His grace. You are men and women of God. Therefore, flee these things and then do the converse, which is, this is the rest of the verse, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Twelve, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. And so you are righteous based upon faith in Christ. You are his godliness. You function in his faith. His perfect love casts out your fear in your patience, possess your souls. Gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit. I'm just walking through all the things He tells you to do. So how is it that you have them and yet you also pursue them? It's because you have these things in the Spirit and yet you want to pursue them at the expense of the things you don't need. So you can either hold on to Obsession with disputes and arguments and envyings and strife and reveling and suspicions and wranglings of men. You can tell that. I'm looking back in chapter 6. Yes, so was Paul. So was Timothy. You can either hold on to those things or you can move forward into righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. It's impossible for you to properly walk out the things you are in verse 12 if you keep holding on to the things you are not back in verses 4 and 5. So you are not acting righteous to be righteous you are living out and pursuing righteousness because you're righteous and the way you are able to do that is you've let go of all of that other stuff from earlier in the chapter these things are constituted around the phrase fight the good fight of faith we're not and and again this is a contrast earlier in the chapter these false ministers this this false doctrine has you obsessing with disputes and arguing over words, wrangling men of corrupt minds. These are verbal fights that might even translate into physical fights. Then Paul contrasts it and goes, actually fight the good fight of faith. And he's not hes not indicating that there's some cosmic spiritual battlefield somewhere where you're out here swinging swords and throwing up shields, and, or fighting demons. He's simply using a statement of contrast. Listen, stop fighting in the natural realm with wranglings and arguments and disputes and realize that this is a battle in the realm of faith, not the realm of the natural. It would sound somewhat like he says to the Corinthian church when he says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So we don't pick up the natural weapons of the world. We pick up the supernatural weaponry. And in doing so, middle of 12, lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called. I'll go ahead and finish reading 12, but we can't explain it all in one podcast. It needs its own because it needs 13 with it. But let's read it all. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed The good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I want to save the good confession for tomorrow, but I want you to note that the fight we fight is the fight of faith, and in that we lay hold of eternal on eternal life. This has caused some people to say, well, does Paul mean that eternal life is not yours? You gotta fight the fight of faith, and if you win, then you get to live forever. Don't think of eternal life in terms of living forever. Think of eternal life in the as the definition of God's quality of life. When you fight the natural fight, you do not lay hold of God's quality of life. When you fight the supernatural fight, that's the fight of faith, by the way. It's just you believing. The fight seems to be believe or don't. So when you win that battle of believing, you start to lay hold of the eternal life that has been paid for you by Christ and his resurrection. Literally, as you fight the fight of faith, you begin to lay hold of his life. What do you have to lay down to pick up his life? You have to lay yours down. So part of the fight of faith is letting go of the natural to embrace the life of faith, in that you embrace the life of the eternal. Okay, 12 and 13 need to go together because you probably noticed we confess a good confession, so did Christ. So I want to take a look tomorrow at Christ's good confession. It's a fascinating little examination. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.